Hey everyone! <laughs> Welcome back to our podcast. <laughs> On today's do episode, <laughs> I got it. We're gonna keep that. Wait, how do you click this? The box. <laughs> Hi everyone! Um, welcome back to our podcast. Uh, my name is Sumaya and this is Asil. And today we are doing a very different type of episode. Um, so just a very like lighthearted, conversational type of question and answer thing where we're just going to be asking each other some questions so that our listeners, all like 20 of them... <laughs> There's 81 guys. We have 81 listens. I think that's pretty awesome. I think that's pretty awesome too. But yeah, just a way for people to get to know us, I guess, a little bit. All right. Okay. So the first question is, what or who lights you up? Okay. Who lights me up? Definitely you. <laughs> um, and I would say my other friends. I'm not gonna go into names, but they know who they, they are. Who, yeah, they do know who they are. Um, my, I feel like okay. Spending time with my family when it's, like, when it's just a good time. Like, I feel like even though we always see each other, my family and I, it's, like, mm-hmm. sometimes it's just, we're all just so busy, so it doesn't really, like, have that same, like, effect. But when, it's like, there's certain times when you're, like, just having fun and laughing and joking around with your family. Yeah. It can be really nice. I think that definitely lights me up. Um, reading, baking, like, that kind of stuff. Baking just, sure makes me yeah. light me up when I get to eat it. <laughs> I just love doing that stuff. I, I'm a very just like, oh my gosh. And also like mountains, being at the mountains, being at the beach. Yeah. Those, yeah, major things that light me up. How about you? Okay. So for me, my I'm starting to realize my love language is quality time. So Ooh, spending time with people, specifically you, oh, you know. Yeah. And my, my family. Shout out to Amos Samir. <laughs> because your dad is always like. Oh, yeah. yeah. For a different person around me. being around you really makes me really lights me up and like just the people that I spend the most time with you know I see my family all the time like my my first cousins and aunts and uncles are basically my nuclear family so being around them tends to light me up you know every once in a while there's a rocky path but like you know we're family and those things are meant to happen so that way you can build your relationship Mm -hmm. in the future but just spending time with people really like laughing at the dumbest things like being at the beach let me tell you I cry every single time we leave the beach I can't because I'm so happy for being there. I don't want to leave. I love, love the beach. There is something so peaceful about the beach. It really is peaceful. It gives you a sense of, like, euphoria. Yeah. Almost. And, like you said, reading. For me, also working out, like, taekwondo Mm. and exercising. Because, you know, all your endorphins are rushing and, I don't know. But baking... Not necessarily the baking portion, but eating but what eating. has been baked. That, that really Oh my gosh, me. fries. That's my yes. biggest. <laughs> Regular fries, not sweet potato fries. Both. I don't care. I don't care what it is. <laughs> if it's a fry, like, it's my favorite thing in the whole entire universe. Fries are good. In the whole entire universe. That just makes me so happy. Yeah. Um, okay. Is that all? For yeah. You? Okay. All right. The next question, we're just going to jump right into it. What is the biggest what if in your mind? That's a, okay, so that's a, that's a completely different question. Yeah. <laughs> um, the biggest what if in my mind, I think currently, because we're in that weird part of high school, weird part of our lives where we're slowly transitioning. So my what if right now is what if everything works out? I know oh. it's, a, it's a positive spin on it because that's the way I have to phrase it in my head in order to not like think that the world is ending constantly so what if everything works out what if i'm able to accomplish everything that i've set for this year in the next the next five ten years 
you know? So that gives me motivation to continue doing it. It's like, this is not going to work out. This is not going to work out. You know, my mom, actually, we were talking about this today. So long story short, we had packing boxes, like storage boxes in my car. And like, you know, the ones I used to move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My car is tiny. So I'm like, mama, this is not going to fit. These are not going to fit. And we had six of them. And they're like the extra large ones from Lowe's. These are not going to fit. These are not. She's like, take it out of your head that it's not going to work. And only imagine it as it's working. As if it's going to work. Wow. I I kid you not, guys. Those boxes fit like perfectly. And so I'm thinking about, and this was literally like two hours ago, right? Wow. So I'm thinking about I feel like my whole outlook on life has just shifted dramatically (laughs) in the past five seconds. I'm just so cool like that. No, but seriously, put a positive spin on it in your head. Like, what if I'm able to accomplish my dreams? What if I'm able to, inshallah, start a family the way I want to? What if, like, you know high school goes smoothly. <laughs> I, I actually end the semester well, and, you know, I get into the college that I want to go to. Just what if everything works? Wow. What about you? I'm, like, really speechless right now. Guys. I'm, like, that's such a I'm good way to think about everything, because mine is the complete opposite. But that's okay, you know? Yeah, no, for me, the biggest, the biggest what if in my mind is, like, what if I fail? <laughs> joking like this is just going into a little bit of a different topic but like my biggest fear is failure like failure according to my standards you know what I mean yeah and so I guess for the exact same reasons as your like super positive outlook mine is like super (laughs) negative just because we are like in that in that position where it feels like so much is like writing on these particular decisions that like are being made right now and just like all of these goals and dreams that you have and you're just like well what if what if I fail? Like, that's yeah. that's genuinely where my head is at. Um, we all but, have those times, though. Yeah, but I, I really like, I really like the whole what if everything works out. That's something I'm going to have to start, like, telling myself because that is so, like, yeah. that really is very life-changing. I like, will tell you. Like, I, you just changed my whole life. I'm not even going to lie. I came to this conclusion literally this week, like, so Megan yeah. knows what I'm talking about. Because I, I was also like that where I'm just like, oh, my God, nothing is going to work. Like, it's just everything. I'm a perfectionist. Yeah. Um, so I like things to be done exactly the way they're supposed to be done. And if they're yeah. not, I fall apart. I'm just like, oh, my God, it's, it's yeah. a complete disaster. Nothing else is going to work. But when I rephrase that in my head like a week or two weeks ago or something like that, I've really noticed that, like, it's being shown in the way I treat myself and the way I treat others around me. Yeah. And so, yeah. No, what if I, everything works? Yeah. No, I really, I really like that. And you said, um, you said, like, you know how being a perfectionist makes you always think about, um if something doesn't go the way that you think it should go. Mm-hmm. I think that's so interesting. It's a very, like, interesting choice of words because we always think that things should go a particular way when in reality, like, just to tie it into, you know, previous things that we've talked about, specifically mm-hmm. in, like, our second episode, um, we always have these plans, right? Yeah. And then just because it doesn't work out that way, we feel like it's the wrong way for it to work out. That's true. But that's not necessarily even the case. And, like, Mm -hmm. I have to keep reminding myself of this. Yeah. um, But, you know, like, God has that plan. God has a plan for you. And just because it didn't work out the way that you think it should have doesn't mean that it worked out wrong. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I feel like that's something that I keep telling myself, and I'm just like, okay, like, it's all going to work out the way it should. Yeah, and that's a really good reminder because we all need that. No, we definitely do. (laughs) Ready for the next question? Yes. Okay, so we were talking about failure. So I'm going to pull out this question. What would you do if you knew you could not fail? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Um, I feel like this is bad, but, like, my whole life right now just very much revolves around, like, my academic 
career yeah. <laughs> currently. Um, so when I when I talk about being afraid of like failure and stuff, it's just literally in relation to that particular thing, um, to my schooling and all of that stuff. So if I knew that I could not fail, I think I would. So I don't know because I feel like I already have very high expectations for myself, but I feel like I would go after so much more. Mm-hmm. You know, because if failure wasn't an option, then that means that I would be able to like handle so many different things without yeah suffering in any one of those areas. Yeah. So if I couldn't fail, I think I would definitely um I think I would just go after so much more. And I think I think the, the not even that I would go after more and try to accomplish more, but I feel like I would be more confident doing that. Like I'd be more yeah. confident even going after things. If I knew that like I'm gonna, you know, whatever, everything is gonna be perfect yeah. <laughs> and work out perfectly and that I could not fail, then I think that I would just, I would just feel so much more confident in everything that I was doing. Mm-hmm. And then that would just, I feel like that would have a really positive effect because it would change like my whole mindset and about like you can't fail. And I feel like, and honestly, now that I'm, now that I'm saying that, it's like, honestly, like we, we don't fail. Like, and I'm going to explain what I mean, but like I was saying with the whole, like God has a plan thing, Mm -hmm. just because you feel like you failed doesn't mean that it was actually a failure because if it was supposed to work out that way, like if God had it, you know, written that something was supposed to work out in a particular way, then it's not a failure if it worked out differently. And I'm just like realizing this as I said it, like I'm like, wait, is that we actually really don't fail. That's a really good way of putting it. Because we don't fail if, if we just somewhat I don't know, we have a different result than we expected. Mm-hmm. If God had that written for you, then it's not a failure. It's just where you're supposed to be. Yeah. And you can always take lessons. Like, there's... Okay, so I volunteer at this elementary school, and this, like, the the, the um copy machine has this, like, sign above it that's, like, sometimes you win, sometimes you learn. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> that's, like, really... It's, like, this... It's so funny, because it's, like, at an elementary school, but, um, but that's... It's not a failure. It's just yeah. a lesson. You know what I mean? So I feel like we have to... Especially as Muslims, we just have to keep in mind that, like, we don't fail. It's just simply that um, you're just, you're on a different path than you thought you were going yeah. to take, but God always knew that that's, that's He knows kind what's of, best for you. He knows what's best yeah. for you, so it's not a failure. Um, see, yeah. See Unless that, you deviate from the path, and then that's a whole, that's, that's, that's another failure, conversation. Like, <laughs> see, that's really insightful, because the way I was going to put it was similar to you, where I would do everything. Yeah. Because I'm also... A perfectionist and an overachiever. Yeah. It's a great yeah. combo, guys. Um, but I would do everything that yeah. I put, think that because I I try to have that mentality of if I can put my mind to it, I'm gonna do it. Yeah. And because failure, well, let me explain how I saw it before you said that because that's actually a really good point. Prior to you saying that, I assumed that like because failure exists, you know, but you can just like pretend that it doesn't. Mm. But it does because the way I viewed it was failure is required in order to learn from your mistakes. Okay. You know. But the way you're putting it is like it's not necessarily considered failure. It's yeah. just not what you expected. Yeah. It's a really nice way to phrase it. Yeah. But like, yeah, if if there was a perfect world where failure didn't exist, I would do everything that I could put my mind to. Like right now, like you said, academics is really like what takes up the majority yeah. of our life. And like I'm trying to find that balance still yeah. because I feel like in order to succeed in a world yes. that does have failure, you have to have balance. Yes. And also we have we have the capacity as humans. Yeah. Like we can't we can't do you everything. You can't pour from an empty cup, yeah. right? And also, you can't give 100% to, to so many things. Like, there's yeah. only so much that you can give all of your time and energy to. Mm-hmm. It can't be 100 million different exactly. things. Um, and like you were saying, like, if there was an ideal world where, where failure doesn't exist, I would just, I would imagine, like, no one would, 
like we wouldn't be able to grow yeah I was going that was gonna be my next point like personal growth comes from learning from your past mistakes right yeah but if everyone is already at a point where they're not gonna fail what what type of world is that you know it's needed it's required you know I think something that's also so interesting is the fact that like failure to to everyone is so different so like what you view as a failure someone else might view as like a success and so I feel like that's also kind of plays into the whole like failure isn't necessarily something that we should be super preoccupied with one because again God's plan but also another thing is like everyone is is like their interpretation of not doing so well or failing or whatever like it's so different so I never thought of it like that failure is objective guys it really is it really is I never thought of it this is a discussion about failure now (laughs) no but it's it's important and it's a it's a different type of discussion than we usually have yeah yeah but I never thought of failure being objective I I mean it definitely it definitely is because like like I think and that's also just goes to show you that you have to be very thankful for what you have because someone else might be looking at it and being like I wish I could be at that point I wish that was me um but, you know, you're over here, like, like destroying oh yourself gosh. over something that other people would love to have. Yeah. So I think it just puts a lot of things into perspective. And, I like um, yeah, this is just a reminder for for us, too. Like, definitely <laughs> like we're saying us. all these things, but I'm, I mean, yeah, I definitely need the reminder. Okay, I'm going to go back to kind of a more lighthearted one. Okay. Um, if you could make one change in the entire world, what would it be? Okay. See, I'd make a lot of changes. Yeah. But I think, okay, just hear me out on this one. Oh, God. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's, it, it makes sense. It's broad, but it makes sense. Okay. If I could make one change in the world, it would be to give everyone the ability of just having common decency and, like, humanity and, like, respect. Ooh. Those concepts. Like, that echlek, those, like, um, Manners. mannerisms yeah. that you need. That, because my mom and I were also having a discussion yesterday. It was like, <laughs> I literally told her we should have brought out the mic. It was a perfect podcast episode. But... We were talking about how, like, respect these days and, like, modesty, like, towards your, like, in your ego in particular, it doesn't, it's it's slowly, like, going away oh, to an extent. Sure. Like, everyone just thinks that they're entitled to their own opinions, which you are, but you have to be respectful when you do that. You know, everyone, yes. it's a self-centered world. Yes. That's what it's becoming. It's very, indi- it's very like, egotistic. Yeah, and individualistic, yeah. me, 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 no one cares about anyone Exactly. Else. And so if I could change, and I'm... Personally, I try really hard to be the opposite of that. I know I'm human and sometimes, yeah, I can be super self-centered. Yeah. But something I strive for is, something I strive for is, like, you know, making sure that everyone's feelings are respected, everyone is heard, you know, because that's what makes the world go around, or different opinions and different uh, points of view on certain things, right? But if you just go and just see it the way you want it and you want everything to work exactly the way you want super it. Super close-minded. Super close-minded, Yeah. So just having common decencies and respect and just overall mannerisms is something that the world really needs because I yes. feel like it's lacking oh, in that absolutely. area. It would make the world a much, much better much place. Much more humane place. You know, yes. there wouldn't be as many people stuck in poverty. You know, people would be willing to give a hand out to help each other out instead yes. of, like, focused on them and themselves and their wealth and whatever. Even, like, leadership in, in countries, yeah. it would be completely different. Like... Um, yeah, just all over the world. You have like dictators and like even, even in governments that are supposed to be democracies, like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to go into politics, but, um, yeah. And and you, you said something about just respecting people's opinions. And I wanted to make a point that like, you don't have to agree with people's opinions, but, Mm -hmm. and you don't, you don't have to support them, right? Like you don't have to support people's viewpoints. You don't have to, um, agree with their perspectives, but just 
be respectful. Like, yeah. there's a lot of things that go on in the world around me, also not going to get into, um, <laughs> that I don't agree with and I don't support. Yeah. But each person as a human being, like, they just deserve basic respect. Yeah. You know? And to branch off of that, you don't know what's going on in someone's life. Yeah. You don't know why they're having that perspective, why they're having that opinion, or why they're acting the way they are, mm-hmm. you know? But if you assume that everything that's being said or being acted upon is because of you, yes. you need that's just extremely self-centered because you don't know what hardship someone is going yes. through, you know? Yeah, you really don't. And so taking yourself out of your own shoes and just, like, observing just as a bystander, yes. bystander mm-hmm. is, like, <laughs> is really important. I agree. That's yeah. a good one. That's, like, I feel like something people would not normally answer. Yeah. Like, most people are like, oh, are we just, like, make sure no one's poor? <laughs> no, but I feel like this, no, this like response will help a lot of the other issues it, yeah, in the world. It helps, like, everything. Yeah. <laughs> Literally everything. What about you? Um, okay, so this is the first one that came to my head because I was um, recently, like, I saw the question of, like, if you could change one thing in your community, like, what would it be and why? Mm-hmm. And this kind of extends to also the whole world, I guess. But um, for me, I would say I would I would really like to bring the Muslim community together. And yeah. what I mean by that is, like, especially... So, I mean, not especially, but, like, because I live here, right, Charlotte... I see the just the segregation between the Muslim community and it's not supposed to be like that. Like we have we have a lot of mosques in, in the Charlotte area, right? And there's lots of mosques around the world. Mm-hmm. And I know that Charlotte is not the only city that deals with this, but here it's like if you attend one mosque, like you're looked down upon by other mosques. And yeah. if you like go to this mosque, like people look like there's just like this whole like mosque politics thing and then you have like you know, like, board members who hate the board members in another yeah. mosque, and it just becomes this whole drama thing, and I'm just <laughs> like, guys, we are all Muslim, like, it's yeah. okay for there to be people going to, like, different mosques, it's, it's okay to, like, go to different mosques, yeah. and not just be like, this is my mosque, and that's it, like, I only it go just, here. yeah, it becomes, like, a very, like, segregated, divided system, and that's not how it's supposed to be mm-hmm. at all, like, for me, like, it's so beautiful when you see the whole Muslim community come together. Like, for example, yeah. on the Eids and stuff like that. But even then, to pick a location, it's like the, the message of the mosques are, like, fighting over, like... Who... Yeah, location. so that, for me, is is something that I, I wish I could um, change. Like, I don't know. Like, even I have family members um, who are, like, super against one particular mosque in this yeah. area. And they're like you guys never go to this other mosque and blah, blah, blah. Like, it's just, like, yeah. it's so much drama. And I know to anyone that's, like, listening to this and doesn't understand, like, it might just sound so stupid. I'm sure they face it but... in their own communities, too. No, yeah, and that's the thing. It's, like, it's so widespread, and it's, like, well, we're all Muslim. We're all supposed to be united. Like, yeah. that's, like, we are that's one... Omel, like, we are one community. Yeah. Like, why are we making all these problems for ourselves? Yeah. So... Yeah, yeah, that would be that yeah. would be the biggest thing for me. Like, let's just like not have that because then we're we're literally corrupting ourselves from the inside out. Like, yeah, and and that, another thing too is like, how can we expect as Muslims support from other groups from other people if we can't even support each other? Yeah, like that's a huge thing too. Like, we can't even support our own like brothers and sisters in Islam. Yeah, because they're they go to a different mosque or <laughs> it's whatever. It's like over the most petty things. Yeah, no, because mosque politics are so petty. Like, we can't even support each other. Why are we expecting support from outsiders? Yeah, you know, like why are we expecting support from people that are not 
Muslim. Why are we expecting other people to respect us if we can't even respect ourselves? You know, okay, wait, I have two things to say on that. One, going back to the whole mosque thing, you know, this entire planet is made to be a house of worship for us. Yeah. You know? So mosques are literally houses of worship, you know? You're not designated. Once you, like, decide to donate money to one mosque, you're not designated to only go to that mosque. You're not (laughs) stuck. Like, you can branch out, and that's perfectly fine. Um, so that's a really good point yeah, point of view. That's one thing. And I then mean. you were talking about how like you have to be strong on the inside in order so that yes, other people help you. Yes. And this brings me back to a conversation that I overheard in my family. I wasn't eavesdropping. It was a it was a general conversation. <laughs> I just <fine>. chose <laughs> I chose not to partake in this particular conversation, but they were someone stated that um they'll hold grudges. And oh. I was like I, I wanted to just say, like, holding grudges is wrong. Why? Yes. Because if you're holding grudges, you're weak on the inside. Yeah. You're ready. like, what if that person really wants to help you or that person has changed? Why are you going to go and hold a grudge against that person? Yeah. Forgive, but don't forget. That's what I live by, like, recently. Like, you can forgive all you want. Yes. You, you don't necessarily have to completely forget what someone has done to you. I think it's good to be aware. It's like, good to be, to be cautious. Be yes. Yeah. But at the same time, you have to forgive and move on. That's a really big concept in Islam is forgiveness. I, I agree. Yeah. And, and that's another thing. Like, you know, God is the all-forgiving. How? Why do we expect him to forgive us for so many sins that we do? For we can't even forgive be forgiving others. ourselves. Yeah. And also, forgiveness, it, it doesn't even... Like, you don't have to forgive someone else for them. Like, you do it for you. Because honestly, when you're holding the mm-hmm. grudges, when you're not willing to, like, let things go, when you're not willing yeah. to forgive, like, it hurts you. You know, yeah. forgiving puts you at peace. Mm-hmm. Forgiving, it really genuinely does put you at peace. And yeah. so I think, like, that's, yeah, that's it's a, a really, really good, good point. point. And something that I try to do, or I used to do it a lot when I wasn't as busy, and I should probably implement it again, but every night before I would go to sleep if I had time, I would think about all the interactions that I had that day, and I would ask God, like, you know, forgive me if I ever hurt anybody, yes. you know, please. And if if there's some animosity or some something like inside of me that's building up like even if it's like subconscious and I'm not even realizing yeah. it in the moment please just just alleviate that take that away from me because I don't want to wake up with that yes. you know I don't want to wake up with that stress because you know when you go to sleep you don't know if you're going to wake up again yeah and I don't want to personally right I don't want to die being mad at anyone or having anyone mad at me yes like even when like say we have like an argument in ho- our house because you know it happens with it all does. families yes i'm like no one is allowed to leave until everyone says sorry because yeah. you don't know what's going to happen when you leave your home that's so, so true when you put it into perspective like that like you don't want you don't know what's going to happen next it really for me it makes me scared of holding grudges against people yeah. so yeah that was yeah. a bit of a tangent but no but i yeah. like it yes okay next question i don't have them oh <laughs> okay um let's see our next question is who are you most inspired by and why you don't have to say a name but maybe just like if you want to describe a person or whatever it doesn't matter oh that's a really hard one I can answer if you don't have an answer right now I don't have an answer right now okay um I am most inspired by my mother Mm -hmm. um just for so many reasons like I'm not going to go get into like too many personal things, but my mom is genuinely just like really so amazing Mm -hmm. in so many ways. Like I aspire to have her level of just patience and kindness and just like compassion. My mom is always so just, she's there when everybody needs her. Mm -hmm. Um, Even if it's inconvenient to her, like she's, she's always there. People always know they can count on her. Um, I feel like, yes, it definitely takes a toll on her that way because she doesn't know how to say no, (laughs) but 
Um, but no, just, just her character overall and her manners and the things that she is like known for and just the way that she cares for her family and cares for us, for her kids, for, you know, just everyone that that's important to her. Um, and the way that she's always just making, you know, making impacts on people Mm -hmm. like that's, it's just so beautiful to me. And Yeah. yeah, I just hope to be. At least, just at least half of the woman she is. <laughs> Guys, her mom is pretty cool. I love She's her mom. Cool. She's like one of my second mothers. <laughs> like an aunt, I swear. My mom is my bestie. She is. <laughs> okay, so for me, I will have to say my mother, father, and grandma. Ooh. Because, and I'll tell you why for each one. My mom, because... She's pretty cool. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, she's hip. She's fun to be around. But also, like, she's very outspoken. And she's there to yes. talk. Like, she's there to speak up for the people that are too scared to speak up for themselves. She's an advocate for everyone around her, including herself. Even if that sometimes can put her in a, in an uncomfortable position, she's there to support people that actually need it. And I think that's I something that, that the world needs yes. more of, to not be scared to say what you have to say. Yeah, You know, she's I extremely agree. compassionate. Like, if you know, if she knows that you're in trouble, she will run to you. She will drop everything and run to you. <laughs> she, she will! Really will. We, we had guys. experience, guys. She really will. She will drop everything she's doing to make Aww. sure that everyone around her is situated and settled before yeah. she before she cares about herself. And, okay, I know, like, I want to take all of that, like, yes, add a little bit more self-care into that routine, but I aspire to be like that one day. My dad, because he is probably one of the most kind-hearted people I know. He is. He will also, he's also one of those people that will drop everything to go help you. He'll make, my dad, okay, my dad lives off a Google calendar. Mm -hmm. Like, he can't, if it's not in the calendar, he won't do it. But, like, if someone even mentions the slightest need for help or say, like, my aunt needs help picking up one of her kids or something like that, he will make sure he makes time within his own ridiculously crazy schedule to help them. And that's something that I really want to do is, like, my ultimate goal in life is to help people. You know, because when I help people, I feel like I'm helping myself. Yes. You know, even if it's indirectly. Definitely. And so... My dad's just constant need to help people is something I also aspire. And then my grandmother, because my grandmother is the strongest person I know. Like, she has been through so much in the last, like, four years alone. I'm not even going to get into the details. But not once, through everything that she's been through and the way that she's been impacted with so many different things, she never neglects the people around her. We have, like, a family of, like, 14 people. There's a lot of us, and <laughs> she makes sure that everyone is fed every single night, that everyone is comfortable, that everyone has everything situated before she even focuses on herself, and she always does it with a smile on her face. Like, sometimes yeah. she can get aggravated because we're loud, but she always does it with a smile on her face. So my mother, because Aww. she's outspoken for other people, my dad, because he's extremely kind-hearted, and my grandmother, because she's she, she's just my tanta. I can't. Aww. That's everything. I love that. That's yeah. so sweet. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's so important to, to have those people that you, yeah, that like inspire you and motivate you. And at the just end of the day, to like be a I, person. I just hope to be that for other yeah. people too. Yeah. Oh. Okay. My mom's gonna listen to this episode and cry. I care. <laughs> no, literally. <laughs> okay. Okay, so for the next question, how do you treat people who can do nothing for you? Oh, man. Okay. I like this question a lot. How can you treat people that can do nothing for you? I feel like, okay, 
you have to understand that, and I, I try to teach this to, like, my students all the time, but mm-hmm. you should never do things expecting something in return. Like, if yeah. that's if that's the reason why you're doing something, then your intention is completely wrong, and it's it's not... It's not sincere, yeah. you know, because if you're doing something just because you want someone to give something back to you or to yeah. say something or to, you know, of course it's nice when you do something for people and they thank you, they do a nice gesture back to you. Like, yeah, that's, that's mm-hmm. it's kind and I feel like it is, it's also human decency to do yeah. that, you know, but you should never do something just because you want that praise or just because you want that attention. Yeah. Um so honestly, I, and I feel like this question has a lot to do with like helping other people. So yeah. I would say that um, I I treat them as I would treat anyone. Everybody you else. know what I mean? Like I don't think there should be a distinction between the way you treat people who can do something for you and yeah. and, um, and can't do something for you. Yeah. You know, I just think that I think at the at the end of the day, you just should not be expecting anything in return. Yeah. Because your reward is with God at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I feel like that's something we have to, we have to be reminded of sometimes too, like, you know, just remember to set your intention properly, because sometimes it's like, why would I even do something like that? You know what I mean? Like, what am I going to get out of it? But, um, yeah, we just, I think we all just really have to keep in mind and remember and, like, be conscious of the fact that it doesn't matter what someone can do for you, um, but that you should just kind gestures, like, all the time. I feel like everyone just really appreciates it when you do something for them or, You know, if they ask for help and you help them, like, you don't know how you're impacting people. You know, that, that yeah. could be something that they take with them for the rest of their life. So I would say that I definitely do try to treat those kinds of people that can do nothing for me um, or people that I'm not expecting to do anything for me just the same way that I would treat anybody else. That's spot on. Like, 100% what I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> like, a very similar concept. Like, honestly, if you're at a point where you're starting to realize, like, if someone isn't a valuable, like, asset to you, I suppose, you drop them, that's toxic. It is and toxic. And you really need to do some self-reflection on that because that's not the way it should be, you know? Everyone, just treat everyone the same way regardless of if they're helping you, if they're not helping you, if, you know, as long as they're benefiting your life in some way, even if just their smile and presence is yes. there and they're not, like, bringing anything wrong into your life. I was about to say. Then, you know treat them the way that you would treat anybody else because I also grew up with that concept of you shouldn't expect anybody from yes. anybody just do it yeah and, you know? and you were saying you know people that bring sort of harm to your life those are the people you drop I yes <laughs> I do believe that you know you have to do what's best for yourself at the end of the day so if you know people are bringing negativity in your life or they're not influencing you in the right yeah. way definitely distance yourself but I mean you still treat them the same way oh you yeah know you still I mean? treat like, them if, the same way if they were still to ask you yeah. for help like help yeah. them, you know, be, be that person. But at the same time, like you have to understand, like if someone is harming you or they're impacting you negatively or they're yeah. causing you to change for the worse, like obviously then, yeah. you know, put some distance between, between that person and yourself. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, people should all be treated just with, we're all humans. Yes. We're all on our own paths in the end. Like, you know, you don't, like we said earlier, you don't know what people are going through. So you don't know how one small act of kindness can really like influence somebody and, and also motivate them. yeah the golden rule like treat others the way that yeah. you want to be treated that's the basis of a lot of like islamic manners is just yeah. treat everyone how you would want to be treated if this is not something you want to be treated as mm-hmm. don't do it to someone else and i feel like we all fail so so dramatically with this sometimes like because we're human because we are human like i feel like especially with my siblings like and I just feel like that that golden rule that you were talking about is also something that recently I feel like has been lacking. 
mm-hmm. in the world. Like, people yeah. just don't care anymore. They don't. Like, the, going back to the whole people are self-centered. Mm-hmm. People tend to be self-centered. Society is just, that's just the way it's becoming. Um, so if we sort of, like, put that that thought process in our head, like, willingly and just remind ourselves constantly, treat others the way you want to be treated. Treat others the way you want to be treated, regardless if they can help you or not help you, you know? You're getting the good deeds in the end. That's all that matters. Inshallah. Yeah. God willing, that's all that matters. And the world you would know? be a much better place. It really would be. There it would be really so would many be. problems that would be solved if yes. people were just nicer. Yes. Like. Absolutely. Yeah. It's so it's so simple that it's stupid almost. It's like, why can't people see this? Like, you it's know? sad that we're saying that the world is lacking just common decency. Ki- common kindness. Basic yeah. kindness. <laughs> like, come on, guys. Um, but you were saying, you know, whether people can help you or they can't help you, if they can't do anything yeah. for you, um, that was ba- the basis of the question. I think it's so important to realize that even if people are not actively helping you, you might be the person that helps them. And you in know the end, you're I mean? helping yourself, too. And you're helping yourself. But it's like... Yeah. Just because someone can't do something for you doesn't mean that you can't do something for them. Yeah. Like, maybe they do bring so much joy in your life, and they do bring yeah. so much, like, positivity, um, but maybe they're not helping you, for example, like, religiously. Maybe that's, yeah. you know, it doesn't, whatever it is, but who knows, like, you could be the one that's helping them. And I feel yeah. like that's a beautiful concept, too, is, like, you just... You just never know yeah. what you're doing for someone that you might not even, like, realize. Expect. You might not even realize it. Yeah. All right, guys, this is a super lighthearted question. Um, what is your favorite book at the Oh moment? my god. In the <laughs> so many to choose from. Oh. I don't even know if I could choose. I have so many. Okay. Favorite book is that that was it, just favorite book? Or movie, but or I feel movie. like you'd want to I don't book. really read <laughs> I don't even watch movies, I don't not watch read movies. movies. Um, okay. I have to say from the books that I've read since the summer. Ooh. I I read a lot. Yeah, I okay, have my kind of thing too. I think Six of Crows. I was gonna say that. I actually just let someone borrow that book because of how good it is. Six of Crows and the Clockwork Angel. Oh my gosh. Those are both such good books. Yes. I I read those like a year ago or something, but Six of Crows That book is so good. Oh my god. Yeah, that one in its sequel, Crooked Kingdom, I think is what yeah. it's called. Just like the vibes that I got reading that book, so amazing. And then what's her name? Cassandra Clare. She's um, an amazing clockwork. Writer. Yeah, the clockwork uh, prince. Cro- yeah, the, clockwork that angel, clockwork prince. Yes, clockwork princess. So that series, and then the mortal instruments series. Like, oh my gosh, so They're good. All so good. I have a lot of like standalone like romance, cute romance books that I also really love. But yeah, yeah, those are mine. Okay, I feel like we have the same taste. We in books. both have a similar taste in books. Alrighty. Oh, there's this one book called Legendborn. I read that. I read that maybe like a year and a half ago, and the second book just came out, and I need to read it. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> Legendborn was good too. Legendborn was a good book. I love that book. Okay. Um. This this next one is it's kind of similar to one that we've already talked about, but I feel like it's a different spin almost. So, it says, "Think of a person you truly admire. What qualities do you like about that person?" So I guess that kind of goes really hand in hand with the inspiration one. But. Yeah. Okay, I think qualities in general that I admire, mm-hmm. um, you know, what is the word? Um, self, I don't know what you're thinking. Selflessness. Okay, being selfless. selfless. Yeah. Um, when I see, okay, I try to surround myself with people that I know are better in me in certain areas that I need to improve on. Okay. So, like, like religiously, right? Mm-hmm. I try to surround myself with people that are on similar levels as me or higher in certain areas, and I look up to that, you know? Yeah, I think that's a great so way to So patience, 
is something that I admire tremendously. Patience with kids, patience with adults, patience with peers. I can't, I, I have a low tolerance with people sometimes, and I don't yeah. show it all the time, but I can get impatient. And that's something that I really do admire is when I see someone that's patient, I'm like, yeah. dang, I really need to work on that because, yeah. you know, and selflessness is another really big one. Like, always yeah. ready to help even if no one says anything. Yeah, that's a big one for me, yeah. too. Like, I just, seeing people who are just so generous and so selfless yeah. and just willing to, like, genuinely like, drop everything to go help somebody. Like, yeah. put, puts people before themselves sometimes. Yeah. I feel like it's very important to put yourself first, but... In certain, in certain situations, in certain situations yeah. when you see people who are putting other people, um, you know, other people's needs, like, always at the forefront, yeah. always willing to help. Selflessness is a huge one, because I yeah. feel like I like I like that sometimes. <laughs> we do not, but we all lack that sometimes. I also think that just people that remind you of God, Yes, that's something that I admire. It's like when you, you can almost see it shining in people's faces. Mm-hmm. It's like when they're, like, you can just tell, you know, yeah. that the words of God really affects them. Yeah. The, just, like concepts in islam really affect them and that's something i'm just like i admire that and i aspire to be like that one yes. day i think it's so important you said you know surrounding yourself with people who are better than you in certain yeah. ways like that's so important because you you have to be able to grow yeah and your friends should help you do that you know mm-hmm. what i mean even and if so they if don't know that they're doing that. even if they don't know that they're doing that and i feel like that's so important like you People like to surround themselves with people that they think that they're better than because it makes them feel better, you know, as people. But I feel like it definitely has to be the opposite. You know, like, you should be looking up to certain people. Um, But, yeah, I would say all the same qualities, like patience and selflessness. And then, of course, that, like, connection um, with God. I just feel like overall people who bring out the best in you. Yeah. Um, and people who you look at and you can see that they are like leaders, like Mm -hmm. just people who are leaders, um, and people that people look up to, like, even if you, like you haven't started to look up to them yet, maybe you don't know this person, whatever. But when you see that this person is really impactful and they're leading, um, and they're just like, you know, people look up to them and they're making an impact. I feel like that's, that's also something that I really admire in certain people. Yeah. And it makes you want to create more change in the world. It makes you want to be like that. Yeah. And I feel like I feel like something that's so important is like in Islam, like competition over and jealousy over like religious matters is actually a good thing. Like yeah. you, you can you can look at people who know like let's say more Quran than you and be jealous of that and be like, you know what, I wanna I wanna be just like that too. As long like, as that, that jealousy, is good. Yeah. You know? As long as that jealousy stems from a place of like being motivated yes rather yeah. than envy, envy. <laughs> don't be envious don't you know envious. if you know someone has memorized more quran than you don't be envious of yeah. that just be like wow okay i need to do better as myself yeah. because clearly it's possible yeah you know wow yeah yeah so i just think it's so important to um i don't know just be inspired by people yeah when you when you see people that you're empowered by it's a very special thing yeah. It's a very special thing. Surround yourself by those people that empower you. Yeah. Okay. So this next question is, what are you most proud of? Ah! Okay. Um, what are you most proud of? I struggle with being proud of myself <laughs> in general. Um, but I think, I think I'm just really proud of the person that I am today. Um, Isaiah and I definitely want to do an episode of kind of, like, talking to our younger selves and advice and that kind of stuff, but, um, I'm, I think I am just, I'm really proud of, 
of who I am. Like, my, yeah. my identity, I feel like, finally, after so many years, I have an idea of... And, of course, like, you know, I'm going to keep building that. But yeah. um, for right now, I just... I feel really happy with the person that I am. Not to say that I'm perfect. I mean, there's a lot that I feel like I could 100% work on. But I just don't think, like, four years ago... If you, if you ask, I don't know, like, 11, 12-year-old me, like, what I would have thought I would be at 17 now, like this is not it like at all like there's I don't know like I'm just I think I'm really proud of my growth um and I'm also I think you know when I think about it I I have to say that I am proud of what I've been able to accomplish um yeah I don't know I don't want to get (laughs) I'm gonna start like crying but um but yeah just overall like who I am and what I've been able to do I think when I really do think about it and when I don't have all the fears clouding my head, I do have to say that I think I'm proud of that. And you should be. I mean, I've seen your growth in the last four years. And it's tremendous <laughs> and it's amazing and it's beautiful and it inspired Same with me. You. I mean, like, the thing I'm most proud of is it's very similar. I'm most proud of the self growth that I've had in the last four or five years. Yeah. I've definitely like High school I, has been transformational. Yeah, but you know what? It it, it happened in a good way. There were ups and yes. downs, but you know, oh, yeah. the fact happy. that I could prosper through those things mm-hmm. and accomplish the majority of the things that I wanted to accomplish, I'm proud of that, you know? And you should be. And I, I really should be. And, like, yeah. you know, it's it's. I almost feel embarrassed to say that I should be proud of, like, the person that I am today and this my identity and my... Yeah. And, like, you know, just, like, the confidence that I have in myself... You know, because there was a time where, like, people would get to me a lot. Yeah. Like, just people's opinions. But then I've learned to become, like, as long as you're pro- you are, like, your foundation and your identity is strong, then it doesn't matter what other yes. people say about you. Because yes. then you'll be able to continue to prosper and look back and be proud of who you were because you were able to ignore those hateful comments around yes. you. And that's something that I'm proud of developing. And I yeah. hope to continue that. Hope, and also... Yeah. Just some of the personal goals, like, I'm not going to go into them, but certain, like, there were certain things that I really wanted to accomplish during my high school years, and I nailed four out of the five of them, and I am so happy. (laughs) Like, okay, five out of five would have been awesome, but four out of five is pretty darn close. Yeah. And I'm proud of that. That's good. Yeah. What are you, okay, random question. Okay. What are you most proud, um, I don't even know how to phrase this, but, like, what are you most proud of in our friendship? In our friendship? Because I have one. Okay, what am I, there's so many things. Like, I think the, the way, both of us. I think the way that we helped each other grow. Oh my god. And yeah, our I communication skills and the way that we. I was going to say communication. Been able to just That's open up to one. each other. You know, when we first became friends, we weren't nearly as open, I think, as we are now. I just think it's it's so crazy because like Asita and I we've known each other since like we were born. Yeah. But we, and we were we were those kinds of friends that like well we were living in different places. Yeah. Um. So we didn't see each other except for like twice a year or something. Basically. And so like Asita was always that friend that I was like I know she's my friend but I don't really like ever see her that much. Mm-hmm. Um. Until like literally like right before ninth grade I think was when we started to get closer and we've yeah the way we've helped each other and communication is what I was gonna say mm-hmm. just like communication we've definitely skills. improved on that yeah hundred yeah. percent hundred percent and just the way that we've helped each other grow in general yeah yeah is there anything specific mm-hmm. that you would want to share that you're proud of like just one accomplishment because um. I know we could talk about in general but I'm talking I'm like just like specific that's not as personal that's not as personal. Um, okay, if we're not getting into personal stuff... I mean, you I'm, can if you want. No, right? I don't want to, because I'm literally going to like start sobbing. But, <laughs> um, I... Sometimes I wonder if I'm really doing this or not, but 
Um, I'm, I think I'm really proud of being able to help other people, um, specifically like my students in my like Quran class and my Sunday school class, like being able to give these like kids my, my Islamic knowledge and helping them build their religious foundations at a time when they really need to do that. That's something that I'm very proud of, just being able to help people connect with the words of God and make sure that they have, like, these kids have this, like, foundation um, to be able to become people who are hopefully very confident in their Islamic identities. I think that's something that I am, I'm very proud of, even though, again, sometimes I'm like, am I even really helping at all? But, um, but yeah, that's, that's something for sure. Yeah. That's, that's deep. I think for me, it's something similar where it's helping people, but it's not necessarily kids. Yeah. It's that the Muslim Student Association, yeah. for me, because like my MSA, or our MSA, the MSA, yeah. I should say, because my parents were like, you're not the only MSA. It's like, okay, but to me right now, this is my yeah. MSA, you know? And just being able to empower others and bring together a community of Muslims. Like, we went from like six, today we had our group pictures, and I was looking back at them, and I was nearly going to cry, because we went from having six people last year to like, 20 something this year and just seeing the way that we're all working together muslim and non-muslim you know alike different different personalities different everything just able to work together to help spread the word of god yeah is something that i really dreamed of doing is just building that community because when i was younger i didn't necessarily have a friend group Mm -hmm. i didn't necessarily fit in so being able to build that community where people think like me and people have the same belief systems as me is something that I I dreamt of doing one day. And so I'm just proud to say that I was able to do that. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. Okay. Um, You want to do one more question? Yeah, last one, last one. Um, Let's finish off with a banger. (laughs) This is a deep one, okay? Oh, God. (laughs) How do you want to be remembered in life? Um, Dang, I feel like everything is reminding me of death recently. (laughs) Oh my god! I didn't mean that in a depressing way. Are you, are um, you okay? Yeah, Do we need to talk? <laughs> no. Okay. Um, how do I want to be remembered? Very similar to the last answer I gave. I want to be remembered as someone who impacted people. Yeah. Like that's my biggest thing. Is like I want to leave behind an impact, a legacy. Um, when I left my previous high school in tenth grade. I was talking to this one teacher, um, she was also my coach for a while, like, just, I love her so much, and she basically was telling me, she was like, you know, you, in life, you, you have phases where you're, you know, you, you stay somewhere for a while, and then you move on, and what's, what's most important about it is that you leave behind a legacy and she was like and you've you've done that and I was like that was just so deep you know just knowing that I did impact people in a way that I did establish things that are still going to this day like just leaving behind something that you can be remembered by that's that's positive um that would be the biggest thing for me is just I want to be remembered as someone who helped people who impacted people and um you know, because in Islam we have this concept of what's called sadaqa jariya, and that's basically charity that um, you do that that continues even after you're you're gone. Like for example, planting a tree that people can benefit from for yeah. forever. Like that's a form of of this kind of charity, and also teaching people the word of God and giving them the Islamic knowledge and um, just bringing people together. Like Asid was saying, in those like MSA settings and those school settings, getting like just I want to just be remembered as someone who helped people, someone who was able to 
impact them positively, someone who really made a difference in in, in someone's life. And even if it's yeah. just one person, like that's that's genuinely my biggest um my biggest goal. I can relate to that so much yeah. and I just think that like just the fact that we both have very similar ways we want to be remembered kind of it makes me feel more confident because I also want to be remembered as like even if I just helped one person that's all that's needed yeah you know and the concept of sadaqadariya is really really important and mm-hmm. like you know if you leave a long lasting impact you know even when you die you're still going to get those good you're deeds still benefiting from it. yeah God even willing. after you're not physically doing anything yeah. anymore so just like and I mean you don't know how, who you're going to inspire and what capabilities they have to continue the good that you started in the first place. Yeah, and you, you don't yeah. know how you're empowering it. Like, maybe all they needed was to see you doing something yeah. for them to be like, you know what, I can do that too. Yeah, this so. reminds me, my, okay, so my mom writes these, like, father legacies posts for my grandfather who passed away maybe, like, gosh, I don't even know, four years, ago? Like four years ago? I think so. Um, and... A lot of people will send in things talking about how, like, he helped them in this way and that way. And people still remember. Like, there was a nurse. I, I hope the story is right. <laughs> but from what I remember, the day that he passed away, there was this nurse that apparently was in his daycare. And she remembered his name. Wow. And just the fact that it was just, he, it was, she was just a little kid in his daycare that he took care of. But she remembered him, mm-hmm. you know. And everyone only has good things to say about him. So I want to be able to leave this world knowing that I only left good things. Yes. And if I negatively impacted anyone, I pray that they, f- not necessarily forget it, but that they forgive me for it. Yes. Because I want people to talk about me and remember me in the best way possible. Yeah. To send, yeah. I mean, because when you're gone, like, you you're just gone. want people to pray for you, yeah. you know what I mean? You At want people to show point, up to your funeral to... and, like, you know, all yeah. of them pray on you, you know? Yeah. Pray that's really, you. that's really yeah. beautiful. I love that. This was Aww. a really fun episode. I loved it. It's so different, yeah. but it was so fun to do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for listening. We are planning to do a couple more episodes kind of in the same format. So maybe let us with know some if you guys like people. them. Yeah. Um, and we will see you guys in our next episode. Bye. <laughs>